Hello, and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money, work less, so you can enjoy even better work-life balance. This is Ann Backrack. Today, we have a special guest with us who I think you will find inspiring and will give you some ideas and actually insight to help you on your goal achievement journey so you can have your ideal business and ideal life. Michael Unbroken is an entrepreneur, a podcast host, award-winning speaker, advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma, and a best-selling author. He wrote Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, and his other book, Think Unbroken, Eight Steps for Healing Your Inner Child. Welcome, Michael. We really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Anne. It is my pleasure, and I appreciate the time. So I'm curious. How did you land a six-figure sales job with a Fortune 10 company with no college degree and a high school diploma of 1.21 GPA at the age of 21? Uh, no one's ever asked me that question before, um, so I know already you've done your research, which I very much appreciate. The answer, the short version, is I decided. I made a decision that's what was going to happen. Now, that decision, I have to rewind a couple years because I was looking at my life through the scope of trying to figure out what was the solution for poverty? What was the solution for homelessness? What was the solution for everything I witnessed growing up? And I was like, oh, it's got to be money, right? What else would it be? And so in that decision, I said, I need to make $100,000 a year legally. That was the most important catalyst in this because my friends were getting arrested. I had friends getting murdered. I have family in prison for life. I've been in handcuffs. Like I knew like if I didn't change the perception that I had about what it meant to be successful in life, that I was going to end up dead or in jail. And so at 18, I said to myself, I'm going to make $100,000 a year by the time I'm 21 legally. And that started first with acquiring skills. Where I come from, I only kind of saw the possibility of what was right in front of me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I think the best way to do this is I'm going to go get a job as a manager somewhere. And I, I landed this job working for a fast food company. And when I was 18 years old, I was leading a team of 52 people where we were doing, you know, over a million dollars in sales on cheeseburgers and fries. And it's crazy when I think about it, like I learned how to read a P&L when I was 18 years old. I was in leadership. I've hired and fired 500 people at least, if not more. You know, I've trained people up through the ranks and so on and so forth. And so I was just always trying to get skills so I could get to this point where I could make that kind of money. But the really fascinating thing that happened between like 18 and 21 and landing that job with that Fortune 10 company was one day I was on MySpace. So I'm going to age myself a little bit here. <laughs> I'm on MySpace and I'm chatting with one of my friends who went to the same high school as me. And he's telling me about he has this job working for an insurance company. And, and my mind was blown because I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know you could do something like that. I thought those kind of jobs were for people with college educations who came from well-to-do backgrounds, who, you know, all those things. And, and that's not me. That's not where I'm from. But him having that experience, however he came across it, 
helped me understand that I could have that too. And so for basically the next year and a half, I just started getting better at writing resumes. I started getting better at interviewing. I started getting better at my, my um, cover letters. And I just kept sending them and sending them and sending them to every corporation. It wasn't even just insurance, right? Because that's what he kind of taught me about. But it was every single company where I was like, wait a second, these people wear suits and ties to work. They must make money. And eventually what happened is right as I'm heading into my 21st birthday, I cashed my first check for $10,000. And that just started that thing of getting more skills to have utility in the workplace. So amazing that, I mean, it comes down to a decision. I'm going to choose but, to do this, right? Yeah. And it's just a choice. And so many times I think people just don't just sit down and say, I'm going to choose this. I'm making the decision to do this. So that's super powerful. You were able to make $25 million in revenue in five years by being on the phone. Tell us about that. Well, it was terrible. Let me tell you that first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny to me because I've got these pictures of me in the office with this silly little headset on. And here's the truth about it. I, I learned how to be an amazing salesperson when I was like eight years old. I used to go knocking door to door back when you could do that. It'd be like nine o'clock at night. I'd be knocking on people's door like, do you want to buy some candy? And, you know, that led me to this place in life where I guess I was kind of destined at some point to land a sales job. But I think about this a lot. You're always like selling yourself like that is a part of the experience of when you're when you're in business. And so it was a it was learning not only the tactics of the sales script and things like that. But it was about creating value for people because I would be in this room. I'm, I mean, you're talking like a Wolf of Wall Street type environment where there's hundreds of people on the phone at one time. You got the metrics boards up. You got the call waitings. You got the, the lines are blowing up all day long. We all had assistance. Like, I mean, there there wasn't the Wolf of Wall Street environment, but it was kind of like that. And and the one thing that I tried to do to differentiate myself is I was trying to be an anti-salesperson, right? I was trying to create value for people. I was trying to help people. And in doing so, that made me successful. Because think about this. We hate, I hate being sold to. Like if I walk into a, a place and I just feel like people are selling me, like I want to leave. You know what I mean? Because I think part of being a human being is like we want to make our own decisions. And so I took what they were teaching us, right, sitting with the other people and learning how to do the cells and all of those things. But then I made a decision, even though it got me in trouble because I didn't follow the script. It helped me be successful. And I was a top 10 producing agent for this company again and again and again and again. And the, the greatest thing about that was I learned what I didn't want because for six years I worked for that company. And yes, I had a ton of money, but I was miserable every single day. And of course, because I was a kid who didn't know better, I blew all of it. So there was no money left when I left. But I learned a lot of tangible skills in that. I learned about what I wanted and what I didn't want out of working for a company. Because there's things like, you know, they, they time your bathroom breaks. Like, I don't know, is that worth money to you? Because it's not to me. And so, yes, I became very successful and I made that company a lot of money. But at what cost? Yeah, that's just so, so powerful. Now, I'm going to make an assumption here that maybe 
you might have been scared or afraid of something that could happen at some point in your life. So how do you commit to doing something when you're scared or afraid of, and I'm going to use air quotes, what might happen, like making prospecting calls, for example, what might happen, I'm scared or I'm afraid, how do you commit to doing that and get over that feeling? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I I look at it like this, and, and, it, and it may be different with my perspective than, than most, but the worst thing that ever happened to me has already happened. The only worst thing that's going to happen next is I'm going to die. So in between now and that moment, what are you going to do? Make a decision. Face your fear. You're worried that you're going to be judged. You're worried that people are going to make fun of you because you don't have it all down yet. You're worried that there's going to be this gut check time that you're not going to show up. Look, the truth is the reality. Like I write down every single morning I wake up. I sit down with my journal. The first thing I write every day is face fear. And it's the first thing in the morning. I don't know what's going to happen, but I write down face fear because I know it's coming. I know there's going to be this moment where I'm going to have to do something that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. It's a part of it. Is it a sales call? Is it writing an email? Is it copy? Is it putting up an ad? Is it putting another $10,000 over here? I don't know what it is. Do I have to fire half my team today because of COVID? I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And so you have to be willing to face your fear. I know on the backside of every single time I've made a different, difficult decision, I've learned something. I'm not saying that it was fun because most of the time it's not, but I learned something. And I think one of the big things that you have to identify is like, why are you doing this? Like, what is the point? Because if you're just trying to like make money and that's ultimately the goal, that's easy. You pick up the phone, you start calling people. You're out of excuses. That's the goal. If your goal is to create massive impact and change in your life, in your community, in the world, it's going to cost you a lot more. And I think people get caught up in fear because they don't know everything yet and they want it to be portrayed that they do. I don't know anything. That's why I have mentors. That's why I read 70 books a year. That's why I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I start doing things because I got to figure it out, right? If you let fear cripple you, then it's going to. But again, this comes back to where we started this conversation. You're going to have to decide to face that fear knowing failure is inevitable because I promise you, as much as I know the sun will rise in the morning, you will fail. But you can take that failure and use it as data. And when you do that, you then have a much higher chance to be successful in your life. I, I totally agree. I constantly tell my clients that, you know, successful people are comfortable with being uncomfortable all the time. And that's how they've got to be successful. And that's how they will continue to be successful, you know, and go to whatever their next level is. And it sounds like you're comfortable with being uncomfortable all the time as well. Yeah. Well, look, here, here's the thing, right? I mean, I've spoken in audiences of two people. I've spoken in front of 10,000 people. I grew up in an area where I was statistically, I should be dead or in jail. My zip code is a greater indicator of success than anything in my life. And yet, here I am because I was willing to do what other people weren't. You hear this all the time, right? At this point, it's just a, you know, an old tell you hear. Oh man, they did everything that other people weren't willing to do. Why do you hear that all the time? Because it works. 
right? And so that's the thing <laughs> I want people to think about. Like you just got to keep doing stuff. Make your mind up, make a decision, do the hard things, challenge yourself, figure out who, what, who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, what your mission is, what your vision is, and go towards it. Because ultimately, here's the thing that really keeps me awake at night. People will always inevitably ask me, well, what are you afraid of? I'll tell you, the one singular thing in my life that I'm afraid of, the one thing that terrifies me is that I'm going to die with regret. And dying with regret is a life not lived. So stop making excuses and go and figure it out. That's why I wrote a book, Live Life with No Regrets, because I totally am on board with yeah, don't have any regrets. Make your choices so you don't ever have to regret a decision that you made. Totally on board with that. So how do you leverage or how could you help someone leverage their inner strength? Like where does it come from? How can I really leverage that to get to my next level? You know, I think that is entirely within the framework of self-awareness. Because if you don't know who you are, nobody else is going to be able to help you figure that out. And you're going to have to sit down and really start to identify the key parameters of what it is that you are as a human being. Like, I mean, even the, sometimes I think about it because I'm very business minded. I'm like, who are the KPIs of Michael? Right. <laughs> How do I know if I'm doing the job? How do I know if I'm showing up every day? How do I know the thing that I should be leveraging? People focus so much on their weaknesses. Right. And I'm like, how do I double down on my strength and then hire somebody to do the other things I can't? I think about this a lot. Like, what's the goal? Let's say sports analogy, because it's easy. The, the goal is to win a championship right? That's the goal. I don't care how I win the championship. I want to win the championship. And so if I know I'm terrible at dunking the basketball, I just can't do it, right? Why am I going to keep trying to learn how to do that? Why am I going to become proficient in something that is physically impossible? I'm five foot tall. I don't know. I'm not five foot tall, but you get my point, right? Whereas my skill, my strength is I'm great at passing. I'm great at driving for a layup, right? That's my skill. Why would I not be leveraging that to support the mission? Instead, I'm over here trying to fix the thing that is never going to work. And I think people, you hear it too often, get better at your weaknesses. I just don't agree with that, right? Now, do skill have utility? Of course, you can always create skills in your life. You can always learn skills in your life to become better. But at some extent, at some point, you're just not going to be proficient. But you can't know this without doing an inventory and a self-assessment, right? Without doing those things, there's no way for you to pull that part of you out that is your strength to then leverage it to catapult you into what's next. Because if you can't name it for yourself, it's going to be really difficult for somebody else to unless you're like a one in a million and somebody sees it from a mile away. I don't know about you, but that's pretty rare and that's hard to come by. And so in that, what I'm always thinking about is like you can, in a literal sense, take a piece of paper, put a line down the middle, write down the things that you're good at, the things that you're proficient at, your strengths, and then write down the things that you're not and look at those strengths and focus on them, right? Like I know for sure one of my strengths is leadership. It's in fact one of my values. I've been a leader since I was 18 years old, really longer, right? And I know that. I know I'm a good leader. I believe that. But I am terrible at accounting. 
why in the hell do I want to do accounting if I'm so bad at it? When I can hire an accountant to come in and make sure the government doesn't come and audit me. You know what I mean? You can, you can be great at anything, but you cannot be great at everything. Yeah, I, again, I 100% agree with you. I've always told people, yeah, focus on your strengths, get better at those, and hire everything else. Because you can. There are, like, CPAs, experts that do other things that you're not good at. So why not, why waste your time on trying to get better at something you don't like or you're not good at when you can just really uh, exploit your, your strengths? How would you suggest, let's say that, I don't know, something came up and I got stuck. So how do you recommend people get unstuck and basically out of their own way to kind of get past whatever's holding them back to go to the next level? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you move. Action. You need momentum. Look, I get stuck too. Definitely. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like preaching from a pulpit up here because I get stuck also. But the way that you get unstuck, the way that you continue forward is you take action. Even if you don't know if it's the right choice, if it is the right action, momentum is going to happen right? And you need momentum to get unstuck, right? If you look at cars that are stuck, they need a push. They need a pull. Something's got to nudge them through where they are. And if you're stuck, the last thing you want to do is stay there. And so the moment I hit, like for me, I always think about this. The moment I get to this place where I feel like I now have stopped moving, I immediately go forward whatever action that is, whatever it is that I need to do. Inherently, I believe that to an extent, we already know the thing that we're supposed to be doing. The reason we get stuck is because we're not trusting ourselves enough to do that thing, right? You hit a bottleneck. You've had too many people in the kitchen with you, helping you do the thing instead of just following and trusting your gut. Too many opinions, too many things happening where you're not focused on what's next. And then suddenly you're at this break point where you're like, wait a second, I can't even move forward because I got all this information coming at me. And that's the perfect opportunity for you to just pause for a second and go, what do I need to do right now in this moment to move forward, right? It's a lot of it. Think about it. People are like, man, I, I don't know how to put more revenue into the company. You know what to do. Why aren't you picking up the phone? Why aren't you telling people about it? Why aren't you writing an email? Why aren't you running an ad? Why aren't you whatever it takes? Go put a flyer on people's car. I don't care. You need it, go get it, but you gotta create momentum. Stop being stuck in the worst case scenario, wondering about what if, and instead commit now, figure out the rest later, because it will lay itself out in front of you as you go. If you wait for perfect timing, which is one of the reasons people kind of get into a place of stuckness, you're going to be stuck there, right? I know, I know that sounds like a weird way to phrase it, but if you wait for the right time, it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's just like trying to be perfect, right? You know, people who are trying to be perfect are basically getting ready to get ready and never build that momentum and never go anywhere forward. So to really get unstuck is just take action. Do something right now when you feel like you can't get out of your own way. It's just choose something and make that happen and move forward because, yeah, once you stop momentum, it's so much harder to get started again. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and that's a lesson I learned early on in entrepreneurship where I was at in one of my businesses, like I was on fire, like things were great. And then I, I, I paused for a minute and I was like, oh, I'm just going to hang out in this. 
oh my gosh, huge mistake. Took me months and months and months to course correct. So when you have momentum, don't lose it, right? Increase revenue targets, increase activity targets, increase everything that you're doing and go harder, right? Because that's the time that, again, it's the old adage, strike while the iron's hot. Complacency is going to kill you for real. Totally. Any other great words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I think the ultimate thing is just understand why you're doing what you're doing. Can you make meaning of the activity? Can you make meaning of the time? Does it actually matter? Right? Fulfillment, I will tell I will argue this till the day I die. Fulfillment is way more important than zeros in your bank account. I'd rather have $8 and be happy than have 80 million and be miserable. And look, you can always make money by creating value for people, but you will never get your time back. The greatest thing I've ever learned in business, working for that Fortune 10 company, being in a corporate environment at such a young age, is that I hate it and I don't want to do it. And so because of that, don't. So get clear about what you want in your life because fulfillment is way more important than anything else. Great. And I understand that uh, the people that are listening get something free from you today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone who would love a copy of my book, Think Unbroken, you can just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to check it out. And of course, I'll say this, you, you can go to the library and, and get it. You can get it on iTunes. It's everywhere, right? So yeah, book.thinkunbroken.com. Great. Book.thinkunbroken.com and get Michael's free book for everybody. Well, I certainly appreciate you and your time today and all your great ideas and actually motivation and inspiration, at least for me. So I think everybody else hopefully feels the same positive energy going out from you and hopefully they'll grasp that and take their next step. And if they're stuck, get unstuck. It's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, my hope for our time together with Michael Unbroken is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others as they can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. And if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which can also be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. And always aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time. Make it a great day, today and every day. I appreciate you listening. 